Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, it's 134 in Edmonton. Sorry, Brendan, I was reading... Uh, we're just working on negotiating, lining up John Shannon. Is that right? Is that what's going on? Or No, we're good to go. We're good to go. Okay. Did I not read something so far that I was supposed <laughs> I, I, I'm going to pass along. Uh, you know, we, we've talked a bit about COVID and the enhanced protocols. Elliot Friedman has just tweeted out, NHL teams and players notified of enhanced protocols until at least January the 7th. These measures include restrictions on indoor dining while on the road, masking and distancing while in club facilities, and daily testing except on off days. Presence of uh, Omicron uh, variant is confirmed. Players are also recommended to get a booster if eligible. There you go. And it's part of the storyline, unfortunately. And I know some of you hate talking about it, but it is. Uh, you got to sometimes go into the feet of the lion as we bring aboard our lion, our gunner, NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. John, how are you doing? I'm great, Bob. You? As good as can be expected. But like the team's law, I will say this: I there there are some really upset fans. There's a small percentage that are being a little bit crass uh, on the text line. The majority of the fans are kind of looking at it like, all right, 16 and five maybe weren't 16 and five, and probably aren't 0 and six. And then oh, by the way, we have Omicron. So we've got another challenge that we got to deal with here. So it all kind of makes, you know, for me, it kind of makes a little bit of sense that we are where we are. The team's not winning, and now we've got another hurdle that we've got to overcome here with this uh, semen. We used to talk about the never-ending referendum with uh, the province of Quebec. And, 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 you know, I mean, the guys out there that are making jokes about the 23rd wave coming in with the 16th variant, <laughs> it might be headed down that path. I don't know. But it is it is a frustrating time, and the league's trying to, again, fluid situation. The league's trying to do their best, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and, and it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's non, uh, you know, lawyers sitting in a room uh, trying to make recommendations and decisions. It, they, they've, they've gone out and, and tried to find the best, uh, medical people, the best virologists they can uh, to deal with these issues, uh, and it, you know this. It, it sounds like a broken record, Bob, but this is not just a hockey issue at this point. Uh, and what they're trying to do is ensure that uh, the National Hockey League can continue uh, in its regular manner, and that people uh, can still go to games. And and that's that's the one piece that you look at and say we've got to we've got to be safe uh and we've got to be practical in order to get try to get through this season yeah uh and there are, i mean now the players are going to be tested every day that they skate so that is uh that's and and again virtually all the players in the league are vaccinated we know that so 
all but all but one guy. Tyler Bertuzzi. He's the only guy that is. Yeah. Who ironically yeah. just came off a of COVID protocol, did he not? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not sure about okay. that. Okay. But, I mean, here, here, here's here's the thing, and and you know when we read about the 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 growing list of players, the the growing list of teams, uh, heck, even the Erie Otters have had to shut down at this yep. point. Uh, the one thing you look at and say, well, they have they're asymptomatic and they have mild symptoms uh-huh. at at, uh, at at worst. Um, that means the vaccines are working, Bob. I mean, I, I, I don't want to get on any soapbox. I don't want I don't want people thinking that I'm I'm uh, I'm ripping those that uh, don't get the vaccination. But the vaccinations are working and keeping people safer because you don't want to be going to ICU. You don't want to be going to the hospital at all. If you can isolate for seven to ten days and get over it. God bless you. That's what this is all about. That's what the vaccine was supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, is it going to have a collateral effect? You Again, the new enhanced measures for the National Hockey League through January 7th. Um, are there any, you know, potential ramifications? Where do you think we're at right now at the Olympics? I mean, Conor McDavid spoke yesterday. Drysaddle spoke the day before that. Uh, Tavares spoke as well in Toronto. Uh, Craig Button made an inference last night uh, about the, the, you know, we could be headed down an inevitable path. I took a call today from a, a Hall of Fame caliber player, like, you know, are we really going to go to China? I'm going to answer you. You're the guy that's got the contacts with the NHL. Give it to me, John. What do you see? Well, I mean, I can only give my personal opinion. I, 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 I do think, the, you know, the players... Um, who are on the calls, and there's another call this afternoon with the players who want to participate. Uh, the players are still asking lots of questions about, the, you know, the Chinese protocols and, and asking the Players Association for information and, and background. Um, so there, there, there isn't a decision that has been made yet. Uh, we're, in, we're in a place where it, even though we find it hard to believe they were are here we are the December 15th and a decision hasn't been made um, the fact finding is still continuing and and part of it is because uh, the lack of flow of information from the Chinese Olympic Committee to the IOC to the International Ice Hockey Federation to the NHL Players Association uh, and so there are tons of questions that came out of the two calls on Monday that they have request answers to and I'm sure there'll be more questions out of the call today uh, but a lot of it stems from you know the, the 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 thought that if you do catch COVID in China during the games that you're there for three to five weeks uh, and uh, you're going to miss games for your team so those are and and you're going to miss your family and you're going to be away from home for that period of time. Uh, and is it worth it? And th- it's those players. It's the guys like Connor and like Leon and John Tavares and uh, the players from all the countries that have to make that decision. Is it worth it? If they get COVID in China and they miss games in the NHL, do they get, uh, and they're stuck in China, do they get paid? They don't get paid by the NHL teams. The, the teams are off the hook. Yep. Uh, but the International Ice Hockey Federation has created a, a fund, a $5 million fund, yep. 
that the players will be able to use in order to top up to get salary. And, but here's the problem, Bob. It's only five million dollars. Yep. What if there's what if there's what if there's thirty guys that get COVID Bingo. that are coming back? And how does that money get split? And is there enough of it? That those are the questions that, again, I think are being asked and uh, and and answered at, at key times. Uh, it's, it's it's this is not simple. This is not simple, um, and it really goes to, I, I think in the end, I personally believe this, I think in the end it will become a discussion point for players and their families over the holiday. And it's those decisions and the lobbying of mothers and fathers and wives and children that will be the difference maker whether the teams or the players decide to go and represent their countries on their teams. Except for the Russians, they're going. <laughs> Except, well, you know, you know, it's funny. We had Matthew Schneider on our podcast yesterday talking about it, and he said, you tell Alex Ovechkin he can't go. And, you know, if Alex wants to go, then Alex, Alex based on what I understand, uh, Alex has negotiated the right to go. There you go. NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. All right, John, let's switch focus. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, six straight losses. I, I don't know. I know you uh, peruse the analytics stuff, but you don't necessarily, you know, you're not all in. All, well, I mean, I know you deploy it, but what's interesting is during the stretch where, so the first 10 games, you know, Edmonton 5v5 wasn't great, but they weren't bad. They got kicked in the teeth 5-on-5 five five in terms of, you know, what the expected goal share should have been. Uh, they went 6-4 and four during that stretch to improve to 15-5. and five. Iron- So they were propped up by their special teams. Well, now their special teams are having a tough go here. Uh, they've been outscored by four goals in special teams through, the you know, games 20-27. to 27. Um their their five on five plays actually marginally improved in terms of expecting goals and those sort of things. Give me your take on what's happening here right now with Edmonton. What do you see? I see uh, I see the big boys tired. I, I see uh, uh, not enough from the bottom six. I see not enough from the blue line, uh, and it's uh, it's put a ton of pressure on the goaltending and a ton of pressure on Leon and Connor. Um, and, uh, you know, when you talk about the power play not being as efficient, well, they're not as efficient. Um, you know, you, uh, you can see it in the play of, of uh, Leon and Connor, uh, even on the power play. Here, here's the other thing, and I talked to a couple of people today about it who saw the same thing that I did. The, the psyche of these guys right now is so fragile. Yeah. Um, and you could see their shoulders slump. Literally. After that first go- yeah, yeah. After the first goal that says, oh, no, here we go again. That's 18 games now that we didn't score the first goal. You could really see it uh, after having a very productive first seven or eight minutes of the second period. You know, bottom six guys, Sevier Cashian, those guys doing their job, creating opportunities, uh, forechecking, doing the right thing, and then the, the Maple Leafs, get one shot on goal and it goes in the net and it was an ugly goal by Wayne Simmons. And you could see the body language disappear then too. So uh, it's one of those things where the stars are so far out of alignment for the Oilers right now, whether it be the, you know, the, the way that everybody's, you know, taking it mentally and physically, 
they just they need a break. They need, and I mean, I'm, I'm not talking a stoppage, but they need a break. They need a, a bounce to go their way right. to start to get to that the, the mental attitude of the team to improve. And that's I, you know, that's not analytics. That, that this is the mental part of the game in my mind now that is really, really hurting the club. All right, John. Final question for you in this uh, segment here, and it pertains. You mentioned the bottom six, and the goal share is ugly. It's like 25-75, right? They got like the opposition's yep. getting 75% of goals when the bottom six is on the ice. The Oilers in yep. the past have rolled the three centers down the middle. McDavid, Drysettle, and Nugent Hopkins. You don't have Ryan McLeod. Would you con- contemplate sliding RNH back into the middle here? I would. I would. Uh, and the other thing is I, I, I know a lot of people are saying we'll put – and this is where, you know, this is where Dave Tippett and I probably disagree – uh, I really think it's at this time that's important to keep Connor and Leon apart. So if you could give, if you could put Connor with his line mates, and of course, hey, doesn't help that Zach was out last night no, either. No, it doesn't help at all. And you because you knew he was wired to play that, he would have been wired to play that game last night. Um, so I would keep them separated because if you put them on the ice at the same time. You're really, really accentuating your deficiencies when they're not on the ice, and they can't play 45 minutes a game. Right. Between the two of them, between the two of them, they can play 45 minutes a game if they're not playing together. So I, I would, I, that would be my thought at this point. We're all, we're all, you know, coach coaches. You know, sit back and we can have our opinions. But I think that it would be better if Leon and Connor, other than special teams. Are separated and then uh, deploying RNH. And then Nugent Hopkins and, and Nugent Hopkins is your third center. Yes, absolutely. And then he gets the sugar time on the power play. John, great yeah. stuff. Great stuff. Thanks for your time. Okay. Have a great day, Bob. One forty-seven in Edmonton. That was for Legacy Heating and Cooling. John Shannon. I uh, just uh, want to pass along a note uh, that the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation has made a $10 million contribution to the capital campaign to develop a new Boyle Street facility that'll be at 100th Street and 107th A Avenue. And I know that uh, that announcement uh, took place today. And it goes without saying that the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation uh, is always indebted to the tremendous support um, that they get from Oilers fans on a variety of different things, including things like uh, the 50-50, et cetera. So, uh, hey, no one's ever... the passion is there from the fans. Right now, there's some frustration from some, uh, from a lot. Different ways of perhaps communicating that frustration. But again, uh, a wonderful initiative. Again, a $10 million Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation contribution to the capital campaign to develop a new facility for Boyle Street. And it'll be at 100th Street. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And 107th A Avenue. It's 148 in Edmonton. We'll wrap up the show with your text and get into this day in Oilers history. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 149 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over... 50 years for a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations. There's also one in Red Deer and one in Calgary. You can go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean Chicken. Brendan Escott's a big fan of the Texan. We're going to go to List Day in Oilers history 
And then we're going to get to some text, and we're also going to talk about uh, courtesy fouls in the workplace. Uh, this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Looking for a great Oilers road trip? Fly nonstop to Nashville with Flair Airlines to watch the Oilers play for only 1750 bucks. This trip is in April. Hopefully, we're all going to be at a better place in April, but this trip is selling big time. You can go online and visit newwesttravel.com. Oh, man. Didn't know this. Didn't know that it was on this date back in 1984. The guy is a great guy. What happened? <laughs> Wayne Gretzky scores five goals and adds an assist to uh, register his 31st career hat trick in an 8-2 Oilers win over the Blues at St. Louis Arena. Don Jackson and uh, Rob Ramage had a tilt after a high hit midway through the second. Yeah. Uh, Wayne scored off the faceoff. On a on a play. Now, this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Looking for a great road trip? Fly non-stop to Nashville and Flair Airlines to see the Oilers play for only seventeen hundred and fifty bucks. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Brendan, is there like a courtesy guidebook for uh, the office here, uh, especially with deployment of the microwave? Are there certain foods that would be considered off tip off topic or just too gross to to actually put into the microwave? I'm I'm wondering about this and I want to get some feedback from the texters on the Ashley Pine Floors text line. We had an individual, smart guy, really knows his sports, um, maybe an Ohio State fan. And he opened up the tin and out came kippers and then he warmed them up. Oh. Uh, what do you think, Brendan? Is that is that a fine? You have absolutely no response to that right now? Yeah, it might have to be a a, a fine. We'll issue a fine. We'll issue a fine on that one? Like, let me ask you a question. How long have we worked together now? Four years? Uh, A little over three years now, yeah. Have you ever seen me bring anything in here to warm up with the microwave? No. I think it's a little... Do you warm stuff up on a daily basis? Uh, try to every other day anyway. Every Okay. And, and part of it is I can't actually cook, so it would only be leftover food for me. But I just, I, 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 I'm wondering if it's a, like my generation of guy. we went out for lunch. And I get it. Hey, we're in COVID and it's not quite the same. But, I mean, I know guys, Brendan, back in the 1970s, they would have two Caesars before noon. Okay. That's how business was done back then, that they would go for lunch and they'd have a steak for lunch with fries, not with salad, and they'd crack, you know, they'd have a couple Caesars and maybe finish it off with something. That's just how lunch was done. I mean, I worked in the restaurant and bar business for a long time. Lunch was a fun thing. Uh I, I, I'm wondering if it's generational a lot because I get the sense. I mean, you're stuck working with uh, me during the course of the afternoons. But for your friends, do you have this conversation about what they do? For uh, do you think that there's more people than ever before that use things like microwaves in the office and eat out less? What do you think? I don't think anybody can afford to eat out on a daily basis right now would be my initial response to that, let alone drinking. And that sounds like a, a very royal, regal lunch crew. All I'm going to tell, tell you this right now, that in the late 70s and throughout much of the 1980s, a lot of business was done in lunch around town, and guys had, uh, uh, you know, guys would have a 7-up or 2 back in the day. Caesars were uh, pretty good. Uh, Northside Lou says, we have a scent policy at work that includes food with strong orders. Um, 
Bob, is this even a sports show anymore over the last few months? It's just turned to you telling stories and talking about anything. Where's the sports? Uh, Bob, uh, no question, way offside in terms of this. There you go. Bob, I believe cocktail lunch was the uh, was a written or unwritten law that allowed drinking back in the day. That one comes to us from iMac. I would tend to agree. Uh, that was kind of like, and it's a generational thing. Like, I don't think for the 30 and under crowd that cocktail lunch, but for guys that are 50 plus, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, it happened. Uh, Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight. Don't know if he's necessarily part of the cocktail crowd. What's he got rolling with tonight? Brennan? You'll hear from uh, both Kelly Rudy and Craig McTavish on the Oilers and much more. We got an awesome show for you coming up tomorrow. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel. From the NHL Network and ESPN, brought to you by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque. And uh, long time. Columbus Blue Jackets enforcer. Guy does a great job on uh, the Blue Jackets television broadcasts as well as on the NHL Network. Jody Shelley used to train here in Edmonton in the offseason. He will join us and set up the uh, Blue Jackets perspective. Hey, have a wonderful day. Stay safe out there. Uh, Hopefully the Oilers get this thing turned around shortly. Thank you to all of you who took the time to Texas. Even if you're a little bit mean-spirited, it's all good. comes with the territory. Much appreciated. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Kevin Robertson, followed by Angela Coquat today from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jalen and I. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chet.